This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we have our guest, Anthony Vito. We'll be doing food debates, talking about arcade games, and we'll be doing the $6 million quarterback. Welcome to episode 50 of the Spivey Special Podcast. That's a big number. That is nice. Very nice. Good insight, Troy. (laughs) All right, so uh, in honor of our 50th episode, we brought back one of our most popular guests of all time. We've got Anthony Vito. Vito? Vito. I don't know. Vito? You've known him. I just met him like 35 years ago. So. They literally just waved me down on the side of the road today. <laughs> they were like, hey, you want to be on today? Well, we had to get you off the street because there was a parade. And there's one thing I do know about you is you love a good parade. Love a good parade. If he would have saw one of those floats, there's no getting him back in the house. So no. we had to make sure that we got him. Well, we got a fun one on deck. We got, uh, we got, we got f- we're full up on all three categories this week. I like it. We're going to try up some food debates. Just, you know, give the people what they want. And we have a bunch of topics that weren't like full topics, but like quick debates that we didn't think we could stretch to 15 minutes. So we're going to fire through a few of those. We're going to be talking about arcade games later today. One of my favorite things. It's just like completely useless at this point. You remember that thing? It was called an arcade. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know that one. I mean, it's my first job. And then we're going to play a game called uh, the $6 million quarterback or Franken quarterback or some other term that we might come up with later by the time we make it to the ending. I like to call it a mashup. A monster mash? Mm. Okay. Spooky. (laughs) He knows. He stole it from you. He knows. He knew it. He got it. It's almost Halloween. All right. Well, let's get into it. We got a lot to cover tonight. Um... Let's take a quick break and we will come back with Food Court Files. All rise. It's time for the Food Court Files. All right. This week for Food Court Files, we are going to start our mini food debates. We're going to start with a very highly contested one, according to the interwebs. Are you an edge or a middle brownie guy? Let's start with Vito. You're the guest this week. I am an edge brownie guy. There's just something about having a little bit of crust. You get a little little, little more doneness towards there, but then you still can work your way off and get the smooth, soft centerpieces, but you still got that crust to hold on to. I like it. I'm, a, I'm an edge. Now, the edges aren't terrible when they're first out. Like, if you're eating it the same day brownie, the edges are okay. But if you're going to go, you know, two or three days, like they would last that long, but two or three <laughs> days down the road, edges are awful. So... Number one choice for me is always going to be middle. Edges if I have to. I'll go edge, but like a side edge. I can't do corner. I just need a little place to grab it so I don't have to use a fork or use a napkin. I don't like napkins. I need somewhere to hold on to it. Found out the hard way the other night after y'all came over for dinner that my dog likes the middle of the brownie pan. She managed to eat the entire brownie pan after we were saying goodbye outside, and that was a fun evening. So if my dog gets a vote, she's a middle grinder dog. Yikes, did you have to take her to the vet? Oh no, oh no, but we were up all night 
with uh, take Troy the vet. stomach problems. That's a good night for Troy. You shouldn't be eating that many brownies if you're having stomach problems, right? So, <laughs> Doc doesn't know anything about brownies. Gosh, what a dummy! <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next one. We're going to start talking about wings. Wingy. Wingy. Zachy like wingy. wingy. Yeah. I know, Trent. All right, so we're going to debate between... Uh, so we got flats, which is like your standard wing with the two bones and the meat in the middle and all that stuff. We got drumsticks, and we've got boneless wings. Vito, let's start with you. Rank those one to three for me. So normally I'm going to go with the child's kids meal boneless i like the chicken nugget um that's just my go-to uh then i'd go drumstick then flat you can get some good drumsticks though in the like foster farms pack from like costco they got some real good meat on those drumsticks so but if i'm out pulling like a, a fire wings or whatever i'm gonna go i'm gonna go boneless see i'm Similar rankings, but drumstick for me is number one. A um, lot more meat. Boneless, number two. i just not a big flat guy. I mean, they're good, but just too many bones. Too much work. So what's your order then? So you got drumstick one. Yeah, boneless two. Boneless flat three. Two. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to be the weird on this one. I'm flat one. I think it's easier to dip if you've got like a small little dip container. You get more dip bites out of it. You feel more like a caveman when you're eating because you're just ripping multiple bones apart and you have to like rip the joints or whatever it is apart to get into all the chicken. That one's my favorite. And then drumstick and then boneless because that's just chicken nuggets and that doesn't count as wings. I don't recognize it as a wing. I don't like to get my hands dirty and that's kind of my thing. Like, and then you got napkins everywhere that leads us into the next one. You know, best way to eat a pizza. I'm a fork and knife guy. Y'all are going to laugh at me, but I'm a fork and knife guy. I don't need grease and nastiness all over my hands. Just give me a fork. Give me a knife. I'm going to eat it up. Helps though. Like if you're doing like a deep dish, you got to go fork and knife on that anyways. Get all of it in one bite. You're you're a folder, aren't you? You're a folder on pizza. Absolutely. I I knew it. Keeps all the grease on the inside, and you get twice as much pizza per bite. I honestly think it just the type of the pizza matters. Like Vito was saying with the deep dish, sometimes you have to go fork and knife. If it has too many toppings, like if I'm making a pizza, one of those make-your-own-pizza things, I'm like all the meats, a couple vegetables, and all the cheeses. Sometimes you're going to have to use the fork and the knife, or maybe like a ladle or something to get them all at the end. Trail turn a uh, thin crust into a deep dish with the amount of toppings he gets when we go to like Blaze. <laughs> you got to get your money's worth, baby. All right, wild card question that isn't on there. Is deep dish a pizza or a casserole? Oh, it's a pizza. It's a pizza. We've got a lot of good deep dish pizzas, too. I mean, I like, I'm a Chicago Fire fan. Zelda's is a good one. Um, Excellent TV uh, show. It is. <laughs> Comes back November 11th. I was a Chicago PD sidebar, sorry. <laughs> um, I would say it's a pizza. I think the crust. There's not too many crusts in a casserole. There is on the outside as much as there is on the deep dish, depending on the deep dish that you're making. And a center cut deep dish is just a casserole with pizza stuff in it. 
What's a calzone then? Yeah, I was going to go. Calzone a sandwich? Is that like a pizza burrito? A calzone is like a chicken pot pie full of pizza stuff. Or like a grilled cheese pizza. Speaking of grilled cheese, came up with the best thing to put on a grilled cheese sandwich. All right, Nobody's so you like, get one thing to add to grilled cheese. One thing. Okay. If you have a lemon and a zester, drop a little bit of lemon zest on your grilled cheese. Don't care what kind of cheese you're using. Everybody's got their, their breads and their... Trust me. Grab a lemon, zest a little fresh lemon zest on it. Game changer. I think this probably will be the last time we invite Vito on the show. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. If you say lemon zest one more time, I'm coming across the table. Hey, don't knock it until you try it. We made it with a, with a homemade tomato soup. And we did with the thick, fresh cut sourdough bread, a little Havarti with some cheddar, fresh lemon zest on it. And it was to die for. Speaking of sourdough, I'd never been to Sourdough & Co. before, and we went. They have very good bread. I mean, if your name is Sourdough & Co., your sourdough bread better be good. But we went for the first time the other night. It was delicious. Sidebar. Yeah, all their sandwiches are fantastic. All right, we'll keep going on. We'll go down that line. Well, Best Troy si- didn't even get to answer his question yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to add, because we've actually made this on the show caramelized onions is one of the things that is going to boom, de zest it, and just make it sexy. Caramelized onions. That's why I'm adding. You're out and about, Troy. Zach, you Can guys I are out. Can I answer the question? No, you can hold on. I need to know this because I need to know. This is his show. I need to know. What's the best I'm gonna, sandwich? I'm what's gonna, the best sandwich in the area? I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> but I need to know. You Where's guys need enough. Moderator. Out. <laughs> Where's my giant red mute button for Vito? What's the best sandwich in town? What's you're your at, go-to? You're asking the wrong show. The Troy Spivey with olives over at the Mr. Pickles on Sunrise in Madison. No one makes a better sandwich than that place. So DC Cougar. I don't like the name, but that's my favorite sandwich. And it's also at Mr. Pickles. The Mr. Pickles. The Mr. Pickles. There's only one. Yeah. Okay. I just thought you guys are the ones that are out and about. Where's trying. your sandwich place? I have been recently introduced. I was a, a Beach Hut Deli fan because I don't like a lot of produce or any produce for that matter on my sandwiches. So you I need a lot want of like an meat. entire cow worth yes, of meat. Yes, meat, cheese. Give me a little barbecue sauce. So Beach Hut Deli didn't feel like I was getting ripped off. It wasn't a bread witch recently found a Jersey Mike's out here in uh, Rockland that makes a very good meat and cheese sandwich and you can get it with like a rosemary bread. It's really good. And it comes with an, uh, I think an applesauce and a whole milk, which is nice too. <laughs> Just mix your whole meal up. <laughs> he gets a Rice Krispie treat for dessert too. He, you, only if he does, he eats enough bites. Got to eat it with a fork and knife too, right? (laughs) All right. Well, to answer the question that we're on, I think a slice (laughs) of tomato is the best thing to add to a grilled cheese sandwich. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tomato. A little extra. Gives a little crunch. A little crunch. A little uh, moisture. Moisture is what you need. I mean, if it's on too long, it can be a little dry. A little acidity, just like the lemon zest would do, but with something that doesn't taste like lemons. Yeah. Or zest. (laughs) all right let's move on to ketchup this is you putting ketchup on a sandwich on a sandwich yeah what maybe a grilled cheese grilled cheese i dip a grilled cheese okay yeah that's the only one i think that's the only acceptable answer and i eat ketchup on everything meat cheese and ketchup baby all day (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> so where are you guys keeping your ketchup? Fridge or pantry? I didn't know this was a thing because we always keep the ketchup in the refrigerator. Once you open it, you put it in the fridge per the bottle. But I know a lot of people that open it, use it, and then put it right back in the pantry. Personally, I think once you open, you got to put it in the fridge for freshness purposes. But the best tasting ketchup is just when you open it, room temp at a barbecue. I think that's the best tasting ketchup. I'm going to have to agree. And you both know... I've had lifetime supplies of ketchup, and like it's a crisis if I'm ever not. It's stocked a crisis on if you ketchup. don't have a backup ketchup. Correct, and I will still agree with Troy. The room temp, but as soon as you open it, it just naturally goes into the fridge. So you only have that like one moment where you can have it at the perfect temperature. Some would say they'd wait a lifetime for a moment like that, but that's just me. I don't know. In the heat of the moment. The heat is on. Um, you, What you need to do, though, is you need to just get your catch out a little earlier as you're starting to make your meal. Then it cools down a little bit closer to room temp. Because I don't like a cold ketchup. Elton likes to heat up his ketchup in the microwave for yep. like 10 seconds on his green beans. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Green beans and ketchup's not bad. It's I mean, one of the it's best combos in the game. How do you guys prefer your ketchup? What do you mean? No, but I mean, how do you want it out of a bottle? What do you want? Packets? All right, so the next question, (laughs) bottle, pump, or packet? Yeah. Vito, rank those. Pump, 100% pump. Because typically if you have a pump, it's not in the refrigerator, which keeps it at room temperature. And when you eat an unhealthy amount of it, it's just right there. You just keep pushing down on the top. It pumps right out. Um, give me the, give me the squeeze bottle after that. That has the no, no, uh, just drip, all red. The no like drip the all on red it. Red one. See the all red one leads me to, it might not be Heinz and that's a little scary for me. I mean, all things to be afraid of. <laughs> this might not be Heinz. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> get your lemon zest to he get out of here. It does sound like Snow White. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, Trey, you rank them? Yeah, I'm going to go pump because I don't know what it is about those little white little baby cups that you put it in. It's just the fries taste better in there. There might be some oils that I don't know about, maybe essential. not sure, but I need them. There's um, eucalyptus in there. Oh, I think they lemon zest it before they start. <laughs> um, I'm then going to go with packet because I think it's just kind of fun to have the packet and open it up. And then again, it's going to be most likely room temperature, which I like. And then I'll go with the bottle, squeeze it, pump it out there, you know. You? Well, I've got three different types of bottles, and depending on the type, my rank is there. So I turned our rank of one to three into one to five. I start with glass bottle. That's my favorite. It involves me smacking things in order to get ketchup out right on that 57. If it's Heinz, if it's, does anyone else have a glass bottle of ketchup? Who Who would even put Hunt's ketchup in a glass bottle do they even do that not on purpose yeah why would you waste the bottle so i'll start with glass bottle then it goes pump then the red squeeze bottle from the restaurant nobody knows the troubles they've seen nobody knows what's inside of it Mm -mm. it could it could be mustard who knows red mustard i love a good red mustard scary then pack it then the upside down heinz bottle in the refrigerator that's the last ranked one for me 
you always get the weird like liquidy runoff if you don't shake it, and it. I never do. No, it's too and, many uh, it's calories because it was in the fridge. I don't want cold ketchup. I don't know what it is. I don't even really like ketchup. So. Me either. It's okay. I've kind of just okay. Of all condiments, we'll throw this in here. Okay. Oh boy. You're getting chicken nugs. Okay, you got to pick a dipping sauce. What dipping sauce are you gonna choose? I'm going ketchup, but you guys already knew that. I'm going ketchup. It just is my, it's my go-to dipping sauce. I like a good barbecue sauce, but are we at McDonald's for this question? Yeah, it just so everyone can relate. I picked honey. That's ooh, my go-to ooh. dip for chicken nuggets at have McDonald's. You, have you had the new spicy chicken nuggets at McDonald's? I have not. Honey makes sense. You kind of look like a bear. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ranch, and then I'm, I'm gonna, ranch. and then I'm gonna get like halfway through my nuggets. I'm like, oh, I should have got barbecue. And then next time I'm gonna get barbecue. I'm like, I love barbecue. And then the next time I'm go. Do you I mix them? Have you ever done the mix? No. The ranch in the barbecue. That's too many peelings of the little boxes for me. And mixing and Ugh. yeah, that's too much work. It's like Gosh. exercise. All right, let's move on to bacon, one of the Lord's great creations. How crispy should bacon be? That's just the question. We'll leave it at that. Interpret it as you will. I'm on the side of non-crispy bacon. I I like a, a, a soft bacon. Let me still taste that fat. Give me that. I, I would prefer, like, when I go out to breakfast or brunch, I'm like, hey, I, you know, just give me a little little darkness, get a little done, make it safe to eat, and and then bring it to my bring it to my plate. A little medium rare there for Vito. I like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I like. I'm similar though. I like it crispy on the edges with a little you know goo in the middle, which I don't think is healthy. But I don't. If you've seen either of us, I mean, what does that even mean? Um, yeah, I don't like it like where I'm snapping it in half. I don't want a good snap, like a good biscuit or something. Well, then it's just bacon bits. You... So this is this is what I thought. This is what I came up with. I want my bacon where if I were to pick it up, you could snap it in half, but it wouldn't shatter into pieces. That's how crispy I want the bacon. Hmm. Just enough that you could... You get two pieces. Just crispy enough it, that it turns into it, two pieces. It stands at but attention. But not into more than two pieces. That's how crispy I want it. Mm. There's an exact number for that. Six. Yeah, I think it's six. I, that's All how right. many flips you do. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Vito's question that he added on. What is your favorite drumstick flavor? I was unaware there was more than one drumstick flavor until we did the research, and apparently there's like 25. The Simply Dipped Cookies and Cream one, it's got, instead of peanuts, it's got some kind of like cookie-ish topping in the in the chocolate at the top and then it's got cookies and cream ice cream and you still get the benefit of the solid piece of chocolate at the bottom of the ice cream cone it is the best one if yeah i kind of took this question a little literally and forgot we were in food court files so i wrote down wood um <laughs> I wasn't quite sure where we were going with this, but now that I know that it's ice cream, I'm gonna go just you know, just a chocolate, you know, with a few little nuts and just a waffle cone. That's my drumstick. I think I'd do the one with a caramel in the middle of it. 
I think that'd be what I would pick. That's my second. The caramel, the caramel core one is is very good. Yeah, it's the new math they do. Yeah, uh-huh. the caramel core. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of drumsticks. All right, I think that's all we got for food core files. If you got any weird debate questions, send them to us. Uh, spiveyspecial.com or hit us up on social media at spiveyspecial and we will debate them next week. But we're going to take a quick break and come back with remember that thing? Today's episode is brought to you by restaurant.com. With restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we will be talking about arcade games. Now, arcades, that's thats a thing of the past, although they're starting to make a comeback. I've seen some, like, bars that have arcade games, and those are, those are pretty fun. The hard part with arcade games, they break down so often. I mean, you go to an arcade and your favorite game's not working that day. Is that not the worst feeling? It's pretty rough. Didn't you used to work in an arcade? I did, but I ran train there. I did not do much of the arcade game part. All right, we're going to fire through some of the arcade games, kind of break down some categories, maybe shout out our best or like a memory we have of playing the games. Uh, We might, we will deep dive one of these games in a future episode, but we'll start with the classic arcade games, starting with Pong, which is the first arcade game. Did anyone actually play Pong? No. Not on an arcade. I played it on an Atari, but not actually like sitting down in an arcade. Yeah. I don't think I ever did. Um, Pac-Man. Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, depending which one you want. Pac-Man's the better game. There's better movement. But you had to play it on the sit-down joystick joystick one, not the stand-up. Like If you were playing Pac-Man... Like the one at Honey Treat? Yes, exactly. Like that one. You could... Just with the your hand like right in front of you underneath the little piece of glass. Yeah, that's the one you had to play. See, that game just... The anxious feelings when, you know, the guys are coming to get you as a little kid. That's kind of scary stuff. Like, I'm going to die here unless I go get that cherry or that little pebble. Pellet? What, what, are the, what would you call the cir- each of the little circles you had to eat? Like power orbs or something? Dots. Dots. <laughs> I don't know what the official term is. Yeah. I didn't do any research <laughs> on Pac-Man. We probably should have done that. We just like we don't dots. All right, Galaga, Asteroids, Space Invaders. Do you guys have a favorite of those three? I was more Fairly of a... Fairly sim- similar games. They are. I was more of a Space Invaders uh, if I had to... I think to, so, too. If I had to pick one. Asteroids guy. What was, the, what was the draw to Asteroids? You're just shooting things that fly across the screen, like... You were a little airplane trying to dodge out these big... I, I don't know. I did not... was not an Asteroids fan. I could spend my quarter somewhere else. Well, you had to be good at Asteroids to beat Battletoads Double Dragon. That is very true. Because you play enough side scrolly fighting on the Nintendo game, and you're like, wait a minute, now we're playing Asteroids? This is weird. 
All right, I guess I have to learn how to be good at asteroids. Battletoads Double Dragon is a game. We'll of do lore, an episode on that for of sure. lore. Uh, no debate. We played it all <laughs> together. It was, it was a game we grew up on. It took me 20 years to beat that game. All right, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong sucks. You know one, of the hardest, you suck. one of the hardest games out there. Did you ever beat more than one level in Donkey Kong? No, no that game's really hard. No. It's rigged. No, that game was... I got fouled. Hard. Doubt it out. How about Frogger? That's always, a good game. Hey, remember the key about Frogger? You always go backwards. A lot of people just started jam forward. Remember, you can take a step back to get around those cars. You got to get up to get down. Just go for it. Yeah. Troy's just a straight line. Just hit it as many times. Go for it. You get hit. You get hit. You're just a frog. The alligator gets you at the end. Somebody else can host WB. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to pinball, which is like another... Pinball crazy wizard. Yeah. Our dad's a big pinball guy, so we played a lot of pinball growing up. Yeah, we uh our dads obviously we grew up together, so our dads did that. So I remember the uh the Terminator two machine at uh at Godfather's Pizza over on Dewey and Madison. They had one over in the corner there. That was good. Are you guys a are you like a tilter? Do you do you bump the machine when you play the ping the pinball or you just let it let it fall as it will? I just stick with my pinball skills. Yeah. yeah. I only nudge it if it gets stuck somewhere. Yeah. But never, I don't know that I've ever gotten like a tilt where it shuts the machine down and the ball just falls down. Maybe once if I'm having, you know, I'm off game, you know, my irons aren't working or something. I need to shake the machine a little bit. I think the best thing about pinball though, I'll, my favorite two versions are Simpsons and Spider-Man. I played a lot of those. Um, Pretty good bang for your buck there at the pinball machine. And the best thing, even if you suck, you have a chance at matching and get a replay. Yeah. Got a one in 10 chance of getting it. Or if you score enough points, you just get to play again for free. You just got to find that game that has the low. And it's only a quarter, so you can't really beat. I doubt anymore. It's probably like six bucks. I think there's still a quarter. I don't know if that's true. Coin shortage. (laughs) (laughs) They just take dollars now. Yep. Use PayPal. Venmo. Well, I like the Kiss game and the Adams Family. Those are my. I remember the Adams Family. Those are good. Good Good ones. It's got Uncle Fester's mouth over the, over the middle at the bottom. All right, let's move on to driving games. I didn't play as many of these because they're usually more expensive, especially when you get to the ones that have like the full-on seat and they rumble and. That's like a, a shifter and that kind of stuff. Back again, in the day. But again, back to bang for the buck. If you were good at it, you finish in first place, you got a free race. So just be a ringer and be like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And then you end up with a bunch of free races when the little kids show up. That's fair. But the, orig- but the original one that we all like off-road, the little off-road trucks with the, the three little steering wheels. I think we all game. learned how to drive on that game. I mean, it makes sense because that's how I drive right now. I just spin the wheel as hard as I can, going And then circles. you just keep slamming nitro, right? Yeah. Well, you got to earn to buy, enough you had money. To earn the nitro. Earn you can find them on the track. Yeah, but if you earned it. Where I was driving, I found a lot of nitros in the puddles and the hills. Yeah. When I'm driving to a puddle, I just hit nitro and you just drive <laughs> right over the top of it. So. But another good one was Cruising USA. I, the only one I remember on that one, I think it was that one, was when you were on the roller coaster. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You could go upside down. It was like one of the first ones that you're, you. It wasn't like real racing, and you could have like different cars. You weren't in race cars. 
Yeah, I think the... I like, I like cruising. Do you like cruising world or cruising USA better? USA. I just USA. feel better about it. American. American made. But it was also like one of the first ones out that in, uh, what was it, Daytona, USA or whatever, where it was like one of the first times you ever got to sit in the car as a kid. But I was always on the short side. I couldn't reach the dang pedals, so I had to like scoot it all the way forward. I can't reach the pedals now either. Yeah, but. just when you were a kid, I didn't understand that. Um, you bring your pedal extensions with you everywhere you go. I think San Francisco Rush, too, was game changer. San Francisco Rush or Ridge Racer, where you have like sh- weird shortcuts. I don't remember that in any yeah. other game before that. But the best about those games was that you could play it with your friends, and you all had your own car and your own screen. It was like one of the first times that we got to like you can, all have your own screen. Yeah, and you stuff. can drive by your friend, or your friend can drive by you, yeah. and you can kind of see where you're at compared to him. Now, do you guys remember the classic racing game Outrun? It was the driving game that they had at Roundtable Pizza that we went to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, unfortunately. Roundtable's still there, that one. It is. It's a good one. We played a lot of games there. I think the pet store is gone, though. The pet store is gone. It's like but a TJ Maxx or something. Now. I think it's a GameStop. I think it's a GameStop. a GameStop. I should know that. I've delivered there like 30 times. What are you guys' thoughts on Crazy Taxi? It was more of a like that's a, a more video of a, game. It's more, more like of an, an adult game. Yeah, too. there's like, too much thinking. It wasn't it. racing. It was it was very much a, a you had you know objectives to go complete. You're getting paid. It was just like being an Uber driver. Yeah, don't tell me how to live my life, Crazy Taxi. Okay, I'm just here to crash under stuff. All right, let's move on. Uh, now, this is a veto suggestion. Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know that I've ever played this on the arcade. I don't think they'd allow you to play this. Yeah. They sure as heck don't allow me to play it. they like, <laughs> that's just free money. I could not figure that game out to save my life. But the fact that there are people out there that this is all they have dedicated their lives to is impressive. Watching, you get to an arcade and you see some dude or girl, you know, up on that, that machine and... They're just dancing around like they've memorized the pattern. I can't even keep up with the dang arrows. And they're like, perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm like, okay, calm down there. I'm all about the heavy set kind of nerdy looking guy just rocking the dance. Yeah. The one that has to lean on the bar because he can't actually stand up. I am all about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand there and watch it for hours. He's got the to. skinny little legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He never misses leg day. But he eats like an entire pizza in between rounds. He While folds, he's playing. He folds That's how good half. He, yeah. he folds his pizza in half. Probably. Uh, let's move on to the next one. If you go somewhere that only has one game, sometimes it might be the claw game. Boo. I mean, that's Toy Story stuff. I'm not playing that. Unless your name's Tyler Goulding. He's the best claw game person I've ever seen in my life. He's pretty good. I just just doesn't, I think it's rigged. It's rigged. Well, there's nothing ever in one of those things that I want. And it's never a quarter, by the way. That game is always like, like a buck. A buck. Least. Like, oh, look at there's an Xbox in there. That claw is never picking up the Xbox and bringing it out of that machine. I've seen Tyler Golding win something like that in one of those machines. But those how have like many we- tries. Those have like weird odds though, where you could only pick it up every so often, and you still have to. Put it in the right spot. So those ones are weird. How many tries does he do, though? I like the one that just picks <laughs> up the candy and it's a guaranteed win. Yes. That's the clock. That was the clock I do the life. same. And it's like a penny to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I do it's the same Halloween. thing. At it's, a, it's, it's like Halloween. Dollar store. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on to shooting games. Now, this is the ones that involve an actual gun that you hold, mm-hmm. either with a cord attached to it or... Most likely a cord. Most likely. Or a cord. you're yeah. not going to have a gun. Or it's going to be over on the... Well, there's a couple that just have a... It's just like stuck the to the machine. Stuck to oh, the that's machine. true. Like a machine gun, bubbly. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the corded shooting ones then. So we've got Area 51. The best. Top tier. Absolutely the best. Top tier The secret game. levels when you come in and you can shoot all the blue lights and then you get to go to the bathroom and kill all the aliens to... Based on a true story. Yep. I mean, a lot hands of good things. down, the OG best shooting game at, a, at an arcade. I've seen people go two-gun wielding and just go through and not miss. Wow. Oh, there were so many techniques. I think that- his name is Tyler Golding. <laughs> It, that game is hands down the best. The rest of these that were any other contenders would still only be second place. I think the one I've played the most is Police Trainer. Big it Police just, Trainer It just guy. happened to be at the places that we would go to. Love that game. Love and it. And that place would be Steve's Pizza. True. Yeah. You'd have that in a racing game and a pinball machine. And then the pinball machine and would the racing broken. game would always swap out with something else, but police trainer would be there forever. Or they'd be broken. Yeah. Just one choice. Police trainer, baby. I'm like a master sergeant in that game. I just accidentally shoot the like hostage and then I think you do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, Oh, don't shoot me. Boom. Oh, lost a life. <laughs> Shouldn't have been saying there, I guess. Fifty cents well worth it. I have a big was it Big Buck Hunter? Is that the deer hunting game? Big Deer Hunter? I'm not a big... Yeah. I, not I really love that my, game. It's not really my jam. Yeah. It's too hard for one. Ooh, that's my favorite, I think. What about the sniper game? Like Silent Scope? Or? Mm-hmm. That one added the like second screen there. I never used the scope, though. Just look at the screen. It was way easier. Those games got expensive, though. Yeah, that's why I don't play those ones. Yeah. Like Time Crisis wouldn't play it. Now the Terminator 2 game. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah. That one had the gun that was attached to it, the machine gun. What about the Jurassic Park game where you were in the car that moved while you had the machine gun? Oh. That that was too much. That's like a two-buck game. That's all your allowance. That's too rich. That's too rich for my blood. You can only play it once. No re-rack in that game. No. All right, fighting games. Now, there is quite a few of them, but there's only two that really matter, and that's Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I'd say you give the nod to Mortal Kombat just for the years that it's been out, but if you had to go back to original, like Street Fighter 1 versus Mortal Kombat 1, I'd say Street Fighter is, it would have been my hand. Street Fighter 2, I think, is my favorite fight. Yeah, we've played Street Fighter, I think, more than Mortal Kombat. Sure. Well, it was just because Ciro's. there's a couple of characters that you could use that require no skill other than button mashing. E Honda and Blanca, you just smash the buttons and trap the guy in the corner and you can win. And you can even if they know the codes or like the yeah. button combos to like do whatever. What about the girl who like flipped upside down? Like Chun Li. Oh, she was good. Yeah, if you knew how to do the flip upside down <laughs> thing. Well you're just going smack, 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 smack. Yeah, I knew how to make E Honda be electric and I knew how to make or no. Blanca was electric and Ihana mm-hmm. had the hand tip, 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 tip. thing. Big Braves fan. Yeah. <laughs> Aggressive Braves <laughs> fan. Aggressive Braves fan. <laughs> he could be the most racist character of all time. Without a doubt. Yeah. He's in his big diaper. All right. Uh, now, four player side scrolling games. Well, there's and only two. 
There's actually quite a few. No, there's only two that we need that ever need to be brought up. The Simpsons and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a difficult game, though. Who are you picking, though? If you're playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which of the four are you going to be? I mean, Leonardo had the Leonardo had the best weapon, and he actually had a weapon. It was a sword; it could actually cut people. Um, But Donatello has the range over the rest of them. If you're going to stay alive. Donatello will stay alive the longest because I just the, like those because again it goes back to the original with the with the cars you could play with your friends that mm. was the best part Michelangelo is really the only option you can make best character in the movies the show obviously and yeah. he's a scrapper you know you never count him out he didn't have the best weapon though he's the best pizza eater though that is true that's very important but again I think bang for your buck that one was fun, especially if you were like us and you guys were together and you had a, a fourth random kid that would jump in with us. Uh, both of those were great. I mean, the Simpsons like your game, brother? Yeah. The Simpsons, <laughs> like Bart would throw his skateboard out there or Marge would throw the, the vacuum cleaner. and hit, I mean, they were just great games. Did you guys play Golden Axe or Gauntlet? No. No. I didn't think we were. Now, the X-Men one, I did play that one. It feels it feels similar. It's basically the Ninja Turtle game, but yeah. you're Wolverine and Gambit and Cyclops. I'd play that right now. Yeah, let's do we it. have that let's option? Let's fire that option. All right, let's you go. You got four grand. We'll buy one. We'll sell let's that. do it. Perfect. Plug it into the wall. Payment plan. All right, last one I have on here. I'm sure there's others that we missed, but sports games. He's heating up. That's the best game of all time. Yes. Which we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one at length just so that we can appreciate that in a future episode. Just so you guys know, next week we're gonna have a guest on. We're gonna deep dive in and we're gonna pick who the best combos of all time for that game were and could be. That's true. Now, other sports games that I enjoy, Golden Tea. Oh, that's so expensive though. That's a classic at a bar. Oh, but it's like twenty bucks to play eighteen holes. I'm going to play real golf for $20. I'm probably about as good at real golf as I am at a video game golf. But could you play real golf while you are drunk at 11 o'clock at night? Yes, but you might get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would say Blitz is one of my favorite. That was one of the OG ones. Uh, right next to NBA Jam, you want to play basketball? You're playing NBA Jam. But again, you're playing I mean, you're you're paying per quarter on that one. Yeah. Same with Madden. Yeah. yeah, Madden had better control. It was more of a game, but Blitz. There was Blitz just something about being able fun. to like pick the dude up and then like tackle him three more times. And while then, like you're elbow drop him after yeah. the play. Yeah, pretty good. Blitz was. That's where it was at. Now, do you guys remember the game Arch Rivals? No, no. I think we had it for Nintendo, but that was the basketball game. Where you could punch people and there was no rules except for the shot clock. That was the only rule. That should be the only rule. That was like NBA Street. That was one of the NBA Street. They tried to do that. The best, if you're talking about physical contact though, what was it? Road Rash? Oh, yeah. That was a video game. We didn't talk about that. That was a good one. But I don't think it was an arcade game. That was more of a Sega Sega game. So we we branched out. But if you're talking about physical contact you're riding down the street on your motorcycle and you take a chain out and start whipping the dude next to you to knock him off the bike that was hilarious you steal the baton from the motorcycle, the motorcycle you hit yeah. him with it. uh-huh 
Now we have one more game down here that I would say is the best arcade game. As adults, we would go to Unlimited Arcade at Sunsplash, and this is the only one we would play, and that is Photo Hunt. Yeah, they had this machine. It was like a touchscreen game. I don't know how we found it. I think every other game was full, and we just jumped on it one time, and we started playing Photo Hunt, where you just have to notice the difference between the two. I think it started with one of us, and then it was me and Heather, and then it ended up being like we had like six people around this machine trying to beat this crazy high score that some other group of people, we assume, or some like yeah, we- weird no like, way you savant, could do it by photo yourself. Photo Hunt no. was there. Yeah, the guy who made it. We would spend like three hours playing Photo Hunt until we beat the record. Your feet would hurt because you're just standing there the whole time. And then we just start going to like finding bar stools and just find ways to like get around the machine. It wasn't a very big machine from what I remember. No. Such a good game though. Photo Hunt. I love Photo Hunt. All right. That was fun. That was fun. So a lot of good memories. We'll play some video games. Makes me, yeah. I want to. We should go to those. Uh, isn't there one in coin the, op? Is that what coin called? op? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we went to one in Colorado for someone's bachelor party. Kind of a bachelor party, but everyone Aaron's was there. Aaron's bachelor party. No, Isaac's. Isaac's bachelor no. party. No. Aaron's bachelor. Aaron's. Party. Yeah. Because it was in Colorado. Yeah. And Isaac got married in Vermont. Vermont. I don't know if that's accurate either. <laughs> <laughs> We're such good cousins. All right. I think that's all we got for Remember That Thing. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Sports Jug. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka, 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Jug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, this week for Sports Jug, we're going to start off with a little, what is it, week seven? Is that where we're at? Sure. So like a little week seven preview, some things all around the league. Big news today, Antonio Brown is back in the league, maybe. He still has to go through eight weeks, right? Yeah, he's yeah. still got another week that he has to be suspended, and he potentially can be reinstated. Week nine. Reinstated and then potentially face another suspension for some other things that he did. So Love it. We'll see how that goes. But he did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting fit. I don't know. They already have really good wide receivers, tight ends. I don't know what the thing is, but I know Tom Brady is like weirdly obsessed with them. So that's where he wants to go. A lot of mouths to feed, that's for sure, with Evans, Godwin, Gronk. We'll see how it works. I just think it just gives them just that another piece to make that push to be one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, you know, the NFC East isn't. You're not worried about anybody coming from the NFC East. You just got to really worry about the teams in the NFC West. And, Is it uh, weird I think the Redskins are going to win the East? Well, yeah, considering that they're not a team anymore. So uh, the Washington football team may no, win. That's the, the Redskins forever. <laughs> you know, you hear the... I call the Nationals the Expos, too. So uh, Okay. You hear that the Redskins are going to be the Washington football team again for next year. Yeah, that's what so it great. Like. So great. <laughs> Classic. Driving drunk. Okay, 
we got four pretty good games this week. Big games Which we did not week. have last week. Last week was rough. Before we get into it, can we just talk about Daniel Jones just getting snipered on that run last watch night? Out, watch out for that banana peel at the 10-20-yard line. So they were on like their own 10 or something like that. And he, It was an 80-yard run, and the dude tripped over the 20-yard line. Yeah, all by himself. No one home. That's I think great. they ended up scoring though. But they did end up scoring. Pretty funny. Now, what I did hear about that run is that he ran faster than any quarterback this year, including Lamar Jackson. That's pretty good. That's why he fell. Yeah, he, he outran so his feet. Yeah. <laughs> He's breaking. I all thought these... that was crazy. He was like the guy from the boys, A Team or whatever his name is. A Train. A Train. Let's get into the games. We got some right. good ones this week. We got four good ones this week. We're going to start with our energy drink bet special of the week. Titan Steelers. I think that's that's got to be the game of the week. I call this the grown man game. It's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some bruises. And there's going to be a whole lot of Derrick Henry coming to town. We'll see if the Steelers can stop him. They got a really good front for stopping the run. But I don't know. Without Devin Bush, it's going to be a little different. We'll see. He's usually in on like every play. Ryan Tannehill, I think I was reading, is sixteen and three in his last nineteen starts. He had numbers like that. He was on the Dolphins. He just yeah. can't stay healthy. But and he had Adam Gase as his coach, which I'm taking guy. the side. I think this is the Steelers stomping. I think the Steelers are going to put their put their stamp on the AFC and say, "Okay, Kansas City and Baltimore, come and get us." I think this is this is going to be the Steelers coming out party. On Sunday, I don't see this game even being close. I've watched a lot of Steelers games just out of spite to always root against them. And they're always due for one game where they just don't show up. But I It's don't, always against the Raiders. But I don't think it's going to be this week. Right. Unfortunately, I have the Titans in the energy drink bet because Zach gets his own team, and that's only fair. But Titans actually are favored by one at home, so... We'll see. I think it's going to be a you good gotta game. You just got to worry about the Steelers looking ahead. The big game for both of you is the week after. I believe Baltimore, the Steelers go to Baltimore in week eight, which will be a fun energy bet, energy drink bet for the two of you here. I'll take the Steelers. I will take the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think... No, uh, I think the Taylor the one injury for the, uh, the Titans is going to make a big difference. They're going to have a backup tackle against... Either TJ Watt or anyone else in the Steelers defense this is going to be fun. I don't know how the Titans are defeated, so we'll see how good they actually are, and we'll see how good actually the Steelers are because the Steelers, they haven't played too many. Their plan was everybody get COVID, and then everyone will be scared to play them because exactly. they all had COVID. Their plan was play Houston and have them go for two for no reason and then allow us to win the I game. I like that call. Me so. too. Go win the game, baby. You kick the field goal, you're up by eight. Okay. Yeah, you go for two and you're up two possessions and the game ends. You're, you you're one and four. What does it matter? All right. And go if win you the don't game. get it, you're still up by a touchdown. The game went to overtime. They could have won in overtime. Or they could have just stopped the drive. Yeah, that. well, that never happened. <laughs> the Texans don't. They just go straight in to prevent defense as yeah. soon as the third quarter starts. Well, what about the COVID bowl this week then? Who do you guys got in your Bucks raiders Moved from primetime because the NFL hates the Raiders so much. 
I think well, they moved because it's not going to be a very good game. I think the Bucks are going to run through the Raiders. They moved it so that uh, they could potentially move it to Monday or Tuesday if they didn't pass their test because so many people are involved in the COVID stuff. And they can't not have a Sunday night game. That's why they moved it. I, I'm with Troy. This, the Bucks are the better team. I, and if by any chance that the, if the Raiders don't have their starting O-line, it looks like all signs are pointing to them having four of their five guys. But against that Bucks front seven, Carr is going to be in some serious, serious pain after that game. Well, after what the Bucks did to the Packers, I have no idea what the Raiders are going to do. I think the Raiders are good, but they're so inconsistent. The Raiders beat the Chiefs I know the because Raiders. they have a good pass rush. And how do you beat the Bucks? You have a good pass rush. Yeah, it's going to be one of those weird games. You never know what either of those teams are going to bring. But I think the Bucks are just overall better. Well, they're definitely more talented, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm, this is like a weird revenge Chucky game, too. So are you going out on the limb and taking the Raiders? I'll take the Raiders. I like I like to bet against Tom Brady and lose every week, so I'm going to take the Raiders. Well, I think it's going to be it's weird. It's very on-brand for me to vote against Tom Brady. Well, I'm rooting for the Raiders. All right, well, I like them. I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to get to Brady. All right, let's move on to the next game. Jimmy G heading back to New England. I think this game is fun because I think whoever loses this might miss the playoffs. Well, I don't know that. With the ex- expanded playoffs, I think everyone makes it. But I think it's like... Oh, I think if the Niners lose this game... I think it's game, like a slippery slope yeah. type situation. Where like This is the turning point where you miss the playoffs. And we're halfway through. I mean, for most teams, we're coming up on that halfway mark. Um, and, and I think the Niners... Losing that game to the Dolphins, I know the injuries are stacking up, and I know that is, but they have to go on the road and, and continue to put on a show like they did last week and so that they can get back to running the ball and, and controlling possession and, and getting getting after it. But same thing with the Patriots. I think they get in – they have a better chance of getting in in the AFC um, than, than the, the Niners do in, coming from their division. Sidebar, what about Tua starting for the 3-3 three and three Dolphins? What a shot to the gut there for... Oh, Fitzmagic got screwed over. He was playing very poorly. And it was always going to be Tua's team as soon as he was ready. It's just one of those as things... As soon as he was medically cleared and Brian Flores thought that he knew the place good enough to put him in, he was coming in. The thing is, wait till you're 3-5. and five. You're not going to make a run anyways with Tua. Just let him. 3-3, three and three, that's so hard to take your starter out of the game. He's played well in a few of the games. <laughs> he knew that it was a ticking time bomb. And three, it's not like he's 6-0. and oh, He's 3-3. Three and three. That's good. I guess. And then a foul for the Dolphins. Yeah, but Brian Flores is way too competitive to just be, oh, we're 500. That's good enough. That team should have won zero games last year, and they won six because of him. So to go back to that last game, Pats by double digits, I think. Oh, I'd say maybe a little bit closer, maybe a seven, seven to nine point range. But I, I think this is a this is a Patriots win at home. If the Niners win, does I think the Niners beat them. If the Niners go to Foxborough and beat them, is Cam Newton then possibly not the starter? I th- Cam Newton looked like weird last week awful but he's still fancy relevant by getting that rushing touchdown yeah i know but i think everyone that's come back from covid's like not been the same 
that time off in football is huge. Well, it's the time off, and I think it's something to do with, like, their breathing or they're not fully back or something like that. Zeke's looked really bad. Cam looked really bad. I don't know. It's scary. I wouldn't want to be a professional athlete and have to come back from that. I don't think you're 100% back after getting it. Well, I know you're pretty good. I don't think you have to worry about the professional athlete part. I could be a <laughs> hot dog eating champion if I wanted to. You tied me. That was chili dogs. Oh, that's, that's different. That's true. <laughs> well, let's go up to the Pacific Northwest then for the new Sunday night football game. Is the does any of us put the Cardinals having a chance here with this in this on the road? I can't remember. Is it in Arizona or Seattle? Does it matter? I no. Thought it was up in Seattle. It could be in. It's, it's, I'm thinking it's one or the other. Yeah, it's it's going to be in one of those two places for all we know. Um, but I think Seattle, outside of Tampa Bay, I think Seattle might be the best team in the NFC. Seattle's defense is terrible. Uh, I think they're like 31st in the league. They're god-awful. But I think part of, well, a lot of that has to do with yardage, and I think it's just because the Seahawks score like a million points and the so defense has to too. be out there yeah. all the time. Um, but their defense isn't very good. And I think the Cardinals figured out something last week against the Cowboys, and it's just we're going to let Kyler do like 10 bootlegs, and he's just going to run it. He's going to get like 90 yards rushing. And I think they're going to take advantage of that. But, they, look, but look who's on the other side of the ball. Russell Wilson is – I don't see him allowing his team to lose on a primetime game with all eyes on him with a chance to take just another step ahead in their own division. How's he – Drake looked good. How good was that cheapy Drake 80-yard run at the end of the game? That, that flipped a huge matchup in our fantasy league because of bonuses. Oh, I'll bet. It was like a 23-point play, and the guy ended up winning by 10. Did you see uh, – so Kenyon Drake's mom called him and told him, are you going to hit the hole this week or are you just going to keep going sideways? And he's like, the fact that I got called out for my mom made me reevaluate the way that I'm playing. And then last week, he's just, well, it helps when you play the Cowboys, but. He better not do that this week, is all I got to say. I'm playing him in fantasy, <laughs> so. All right, let's build ourselves some quarterback. Zach, you want to kind of run us through it? All right, so we are going to play a $6 million quarterback or Frankenstein quarterback or what's the other name? You Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head quarterback. We are going to take. A whole bunch of weird attributes that you could have as a professional athlete. We are gonna take, um, we're gonna steal that, like we're the monsters, and we're gonna steal that from some quarterback in history, or I think Vito did rec- or current players, but we're gonna steal that skill from them, and we are gonna try to create the ultimate quarterback. I did it for just quarterbacks that I've been around and seen, so. I have some older ones. Vito's are current, and Zach kind of went a little deep dive with some older of the quarterbacks. Most of them are newer because I think the quarterbacks are just better now, but there's still some fun ones that are there. All right, start us off with our first attribute. We're going to start with arm strength. So, Vito, who are we stealing arm strength from? I went with uh, Josh Allen. That dude can launch the ball, and some of these stories that – the announcers say about watching him throw a ball 80 yards in the air. It's insane. This dude can just straight out throw it. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking Josh Allen uh, from the Buffalo bills. 
Now I'm going to go deep track. Um, he wasn't a very good quarterback, but he could throw it. And I'm going to go with Jamarcus Russell. Like that pick. At the combine, Jamarcus Russell threw a ball 70 yards from his knees. That's pretty good. That's, That's why he went first overall. <laughs> he ended up Crazy there team. a lot, but the Raiders just too bad he couldn't. He was down already. And he just refused to be a <laughs> professional football player. That's true. I think he's one of those guys they pulled the uh, $100 bill in the back of the playbook thing. and Or they like gave him a blank tape, and he's like, yeah, look good. You're like, come on, dude. <laughs> Who you got, Zach? Um, so I did have Jamarcus on my list. I've got two others. I have Jeff George. Well, if you've watched any old game film or any of those old quarterback club things, that was the only thing he could do. He could throw it very, very hard. Um, and then I have John Elway as well. He could throw it. So I heard a story from Howie Long recently that there's two people that he's heard throw the ball where you can hear the ball whistle as it goes through the air. One of them was John Elway, and the other was Josh Allen. Yeah, didn't you? John Elway, I heard a story one time that he, when he was in college, actually took a baseball and threw it from home plate over the outfield fence. That's absurd. Well, when we used to watch those quarterback club things, they would do like the long distance one throw. And uh, I guess he had like a missed throw. And it didn't go as far as he did. And he just grabbed two more footballs and he threw them both 80 yards through the air, which was, was the <laughs> longest out of all by like five yards. And he did it back to back just to prove that he can do it. But absolute missile. All right, let's move to accuracy. Zach, you start this one off. The only one I have is Drew Brees. Yeah, I went with Drew He's Brees. The most accurate. I just don't. There's there anybody okay. Every stat backs it up. Yep, next. <laughs> Doesn't have the arm. He's not a huge guy, but yeah. the ball is just there when it needs to be every time. And he's got all of the weird throws. His deep ball just kind of like, it goes like straight down when it gets to where it's supposed to be, which is insane. You throw it downfield and it just kind of falls. Troy, are you going with uh, Daniel Jones this week for speed? No, that guy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Um, I went with this guy. I don't know if you heard of him. Michael Vick is who I went with speed. I think that's the only pick. Yeah, and I went with Lamar Jackson just because I was keeping it current. Um, but I would agree, Michael Vick for speed. Um, but I think I, in a straight race to Lamar. the corner, I'd take Vick. But I think for elusiveness, which is not one of the categories that I don't think we have on here, Lamar Jackson is like another. He's, a he's on another code. level. He's yeah. a cheat code, yeah. All right, next one we have is pocket presence. Vito, who do you got? This was a tough one. I was leaning towards Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I ended up with um, Patty Mahomes, just that he seems to know when he needs to get out of the pocket and and move. And I think because he can get out a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers, um, I went with Patty Mahomes on this one. Troy, who you got? I got Russell Wilson. That guy has... (laughs) Crazy yeah. pocket presence because he's been running from his for his life for years with that offensive line. So he has some pretty good presence. Get out of the pocket, knows when he needs to. All right, I got two, um, and both of them are people that you equate with never getting sacked, and it's part of the reason is because they're so good at moving through the pocket. And those are Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Both of them are just like. They don't look like they're moving, like their feet are planted, but they're just taking like one sidestep, 
the guy goes right by him, they take another side step, the other guy goes right by, and they just get that extra second, second half to get uh, to get their guys open. And that's what I think of when I think of pocket presence. All right, now we're going with football IQ. Vito. Taking out what happened last week, I would have to say Tom Brady. I don't know how you forget what down it is, so that kind of hurts him. But when you look at his body of work, I just think he understands the game uh, and reads the game better than most out there. And there's a reason why he has the the rings that he has. I'm going to go Peyton Manning. I don't yeah. think – I mean, those two are pretty close, but I think Peyton Manning, he's just on a different level. I think it's Peyton Manning too. Um, I think a lot of the play callie stuff comes – for Tom Brady comes from the elite coaching that he has and the amount of deep dive work that they do. Peyton Manning, like, did they even have an offensive coordinator? Do they just like put him out there and he just calls the play at the line? Basically. Like they don't even huddle. They just go up, but they take the whole 40 seconds where he's just waiting to see what they're going to do. And he just tells people to be exactly where they need to be. Like they won the Super Bowl, and he could barely even throw the ball, but he could just tell people where they needed to be, where he knew they were going to be open. So, I think it's Peyton Manning. It is close. Brady's definitely going to be up there, but I think I think Manning's um, just a little bit better in that category. All right, and our next one we have improv. Michael Scott. That's <laughs> who I picked. I went with Patrick Mahomes. The what he can do outside the pocket and just coming up with where to put the ball. And as much as I don't like him, I think he gets the most creative when he is outside that pocket. Trey, who you got? I went Brett Favre. That's a good one. That guy is very improvisational. I don't know if that's the... Improvisational. <laughs> yeah, sure. I just think he did a lot with throwing left-handed and just throwing it from all sorts of angles. And All right, I've got, uh, I've got Big Ben for this one. Hmm. He likes to... Uh, Part of the training to be a Steelers wide receiver is to understand you don't stop running your route. You just have to watch Big Ben and see where he's going, and you have to run towards where he's going. Um, and it's part of the training, and that's why it takes a little bit longer for someone to click. But it's some of where those big plays are. So he's impossible to tackle, so the plays get extended. Now he's taken a lot of bad sacks because he doesn't feel like he can be tackled by other human beings. Um, but once he gets outside that pocket... He's pointing at people and telling them where to go and kind of training them on how that works. And they make a lot of big plays that way. Not the best quarterback, doesn't have the best arm, but he can make a lot out of nothing. And even this year when he's coming off elbow surgery, he had a couple plays where people are running outs to the left and they end up in the right corner of the end zone just because he kind of waved around and kept it going. Well, leading off of that, that's how I get to my next one, competitiveness. And I think that's what gives him the edge over – I was leaning Aaron Rodgers, but went with Big Ben. This dude coming off of the surgery, having the season that he's having, he already has the Super Bowl wins. This guy just, he doesn't like, none of them like to lose, but I think it bothers him when his team loses, and, he, and it's because he didn't play well. And I think the same thing can go with Aaron Rodgers, too, but uh, I went with Big Ben for that next category. I kind of went weird when I went Steve Young. I read a report where Favre came out and said, you know who I hate playing against? Steve Young. <laughs> that guy's so competitive. So that's my research I did. So I went with Steve Young. Great. 
Uh, <laughs> I think it's Tom Brady. And I don't particularly care for him, but if anyone's going to yell at someone on their team or I, he's like 43 now and he he just has this weird desire to just continue winning. Uh, part of his winning, I think, is still his coaching, but he's very competitive. He does more film work than anybody and he is the most prepared because he has to win because that's like his personality and he, he doesn't know how to lose. Which I guess is a good thing to be if you're a quarterback. Yeah, or any professional athlete. Yeah, or any profession, I guess. Well, I mean, all the greats. Jordan was the same way. Yeah. Hated losing anything. Yeah. All right, well, the next one we're going to go with is boldness. Zach, let's start off with you. So when I think about boldness or wild cardness or like weird faith in your arm strength or whatever is what I think of when I think of boldness, there's a couple... There's two names that come to mind for that one. One of them is Brett Favre, which I think probably should win this one. Yeah. Just because he, there is no throw that he does not think that he can make. He threw a lot of bad interceptions, but he also made a lot of crazy plays because of it. And I think the other one is uh, Philip Rivers. That's who yeah, I had. That's who I had for the current <laughs> current player. <laughs> Philip yeah. Rivers. That guy. Can barely throw an out bar. He's just going to do it. He doesn't care. He's Whatever. just going to do it. He I just, got 75 kids to feed. He's going to make a big play. He's going to get in someone's face. He shouldn't. He's just got this yeah. weird attitude about him. All right, next so one. Fourth and one. Is there anybody better than Tom Brady? Yeah, I think the guy that just replaced him is better. I think Cam Newton is the guy that I want at fourth and uh, one. I think Brady's smarter about it, but I yeah. think Cam Newton can get away with a bit more physical ability. He can jump over the pile. He can push the fourth and one like he can run outs. He can do lots of different things. I just think I think Cam is really good at it. If I had to pick one guy that needed to get me one yard, I think it would be Cam. Although I think Tom Brady can recognize where the where the guys are coming in and where he needs to sneak, and he can f- jump the count or whatever. And maybe that guy from the really. Saints, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's Cam. Maybe not, especially on the goal line. Yeah. Except for that one play that happened this year, but. Happens. I like Cam. I don't like him for anything else, but maybe that. He's very good fashion. Yeah. He does that very, <laughs> very awesome yellow suits. <laughs> All right. Next one. Throw on the runness. I had this between Patrick Mahomes and, and Carson Wentz, especially pre injury Carson Wentz um I think right now you'd have to give it to Mahomes what he again back to the what he can do outside the pocket but I think Carson Wentz is a little underrated on his throw on the throw on the run especially pre-injury um I went with Aaron Rodgers that guy can do anything he wants with a football and still doing it at a high level to this date so that's who I went with I think the best to ever do throw on the run is John Elway. I've never seen anyone be able to throw across his body, except maybe Patrick Mahomes can get there. But you add on the crazy arm strength and the ability to just throw it across the field, across his body while he's running. It's tough to beat John Elway in that category. I think he's the best to do it. When I think of that one, that's the person that I think of. All right, clutchness. Who do you guys have? Start with Vito. Well. As much as it's going to pain you to hear this, it 
Tom Brady. I have Tom Brady too. Guy's pretty clutch. If you think that you're going to give the ball to somebody, especially in a Super Bowl in a big game with less than two minutes, three minutes drive to win the game, I'll take my chance. I know Eli got him a couple times, you know, but I think what he did against the Falcons and then what he continues to do on a day-to-day basis, I think it's Tom Brady. I think Manning has the most comeback wins. I wouldn't pick him for this category. I think the one person I'd be the most scared of is uh, Russell Wilson. Sure. That guy just, regardless of how the game's going, they could have three points going into it. If you're down 13 in the fourth quarter, Russell Wilson's going to find a way to score too. He's going to throw it deep to some guy that shouldn't be there. Make a big run. He's, He's just, fourth quarter, that's the guy that I want. I know Tom Brady's got some iconic comeback drives, but I just think Russell Wilson is who I would want in that situation. Now with a few of the things real quick, I didn't choose Lamar Jackson or Mahomes for any of them because I don't think they're far enough in their career to be one of those nesses that we just used. I know Vito took it a little more right now, and Zach kind of just plays by his own rules. So that's kind of how we built our quarterbacks there. That was fun. There's a lot more Brady for me than I was expecting. Yeah. You love Brady. He's your favorite. He's got a permanent place in my brain because I'm always thinking about him. Usually in a negative connotation. You're basically Alice. You're taking care of Brady all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got for Sports Jug. Good episode. That was fun. Thanks for coming on, Vito. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Make sure to check out our website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com. You donate to the show. You can listen to uh, past episodes. You can see some of the weird recipe creations that we came up with. Um, You can also send suggestions to us on there as well. Uh, Check us out on social media at Spivey Special on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Thank you to our sponsor, Restaurant.com. Great. We love restaurants and we love dot coms. It's a good mix. Put them together. You got a good website there. It's the peanut butter and jelly of websites, I've always said. I don't think you've ever said that. Starting right now, I've said that about restaurant.com. You know what I'm going to say? What? You're fat. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Make sure to uh, rate and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to it Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Overcasts, Castbox. There's millions of them. Make sure that you or Podbean. That's also good. That's kind of where we're based. Yeah, but make sure that you rate and subscribe. It's good for the show. Helps us out. We would appreciate that. Now I think you can call me fat. Zach, you're still fat. Vito, you're also fat. Zach, you're fat. Later. Mm-hmm.